Welcome to the Iowa Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics podcast. The Iowa Academy is an affiliate of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. We are a nonprofit organization with over 900 members, including registered dietitians, dietetic technicians, and dietetic students. We promote and enhance our profession through activities, conferences, and more to help improve the lives of Iowa citizens through evidence-based practices. This podcast will highlight upcoming events and how being a part of the Iowa Academy can help you grow as a professional through continuing education, networking, and serving in a leadership role. We offer scholarships, awards, and grants to recognize great leaders for the profession and provide them with funds to assist them in meeting their career goals. Head over to eatrightiowa.org for more information. And now, let's get on with the show. Hello, this is Allison St. Tremaine, your outgoing dietitian for the Iowa Academy. And today we're talking with Caitlin Sherman. She's a registered dietitian with the Waukee School District. She also is our brand new policy chair for the Iowa Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And I'm excited to have her here today because we're going to learn a little bit more about her pathway into dietetics and then also what her vision is leading our policy team. Hey, Caitlin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So, you're a registered dietitian for the schools. Can you tell us more about how you became interested in dietetics? Yeah. Um, so, I really started my interest in dietetics my freshman year of high school, um, which it sounds weird, but I read an article on superfoods, and that just really fascinated me how food could impact health. Because prior to that, I really had never made that connection, um, you know, or heard about it in school. Sure. Um, so I did an educational presentation for 4-H, go 4-H, um, <laughs> on the topic. And through some career exploration in school, I kind of put a name to what that interest was, which was dietetics. Uh-huh. Um, so I really continued to explore that interest through 4-H um, during my high school years. Um, and then that led me to Iowa State, where I got my degree in dietetics. And then um, I also double majored in family and consumer sciences with a communication emphasis. Um, so I feel like, so then going, transitioning to school nutrition, um, I feel like a lot of people say they that they get into school nutrition um, and say that they didn't really intend to get there. Like that wasn't where they were planning to be um, mm -hmm. when they were picking a career for themselves. Um, and that's kind of also the case for myself. Um, so when I was at Iowa State, I always thought like, I want to work in community nutrition, um, whether that's as a grocery store dietitian or for ISU extension or, you know, some other similar position. Um, and so I worked and did internships over the summers in those types of settings. Um, and while I really did enjoy it, I was like, mm, I don't know if this is 100% what I'm passionate about. <laughs> um, and so really during my dietetic internship, I was doing my rotation in school nutrition. Um, and the thought crossed my mind that like, yeah, maybe this is something I could do. Um, and then no joke during that rotation, I got one of those random LinkedIn emails that they used to send that said like, 10 jobs for you. Sure. And, you know, most of the time I didn't even really look at them because eh, it wasn't applicable. It was like a marketing specialist. I'm like, well, that's not really what I'm <laughs> looking to do. Mm -hmm. um, but this time I actually opened the email and I saw the job title dietitian, which shocked me. Um, and so that was for the position that I'm currently in at Waukee. Um, and yeah, as I read that job description, I was like, okay, this sounds pretty awesome. I could get into this. Um, 
And so um, I applied and interviewed, and then I was offered the job before I had completed my internship, which I'm sure, as you know, um, from working with many interns is a super huge relief um, yeah. to know you're going into full-time employment um, right right after being done. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of my area. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's just um, my kind of my windy path into school nutrition that wasn't really going to be school nutrition, but... <laughs> I know it's kind of funny how our paths lead us to, um, to different places. And I absolutely love how school nutrition has really progressed because um, when I went to school, I went to school many years ago in the 90s. And so school nutrition was not really a place that many dietitians had jobs. They might have maybe one dietitian that supported many different school districts. And I just absolutely love now that they're utilizing dietitians to, you know, to a better capacity than they had in the past. And I think having kids too, you'll probably, do you get to take time off in the summer then? Or are you, do you have a full-time appointment? Um, no. So I do have a full-time, a uh, full year appointment. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, summer is actually like our busiest time. Really? Uh, it's really funny because there's just so much prep things to get ready for the school year. A lot of school nutrition trainings are held during the summer. Um, so then you have days away from the office, um, and then you have to come back and be like, okay, I got to get on it and get, you know, menus done and, you know, keep our summer feeding program going. Like lots of things happen, um, oh. during that time of year. So yeah, it's well, actually super busy. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> great to know because, um, I used to, as you know, but I don't know if our listeners know, I used to be, um, in the Iowa State Dietetic Internship Program, now the MPP, and we were always looking for school nutrition. And, um, it de- I guess it kind of maybe depends on the area because we, you know, had interns all over the United States. So, um, that's good to know that, you know, you are busy in the summer too, and there's just looks differently than maybe when the kids kids are in session. Yes, for sure. And it definitely depends on the district too. Like with us being a bigger district, there is a lot to do and get ready in the summer, but some districts, um, their directors don't even work during the summers. They might um, have like a certain number of hours they're allowed to work during the summer, or they're only, they're not allowed to work like the months of June and July. Um, Definitely depends too. Oh, okay. And I also love that you have the um, Family and Consumer Sciences double degree. That just really fits perfectly into what you're doing right now. Yes, for sure. And um, honestly, when I was getting, when I initially was pursuing that degree, I was thinking like, oh, maybe like someday I'll like sub for Family and Consumer Sciences. And I'm like, not going to do that anymore. But um you know, the communications piece of that degree has actually been super helpful. Um I- because I make a lot of signage and marketing materials for our department. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have a communications team, but um, for some of like our harvest of the month and our farm to school specific initiatives, um, I do a lot of that work. And so, um, yeah, it's been super helpful to know, like, what kind of message does a font communicate? So if you're using something that doesn't have serifs, it's more like fun and playful. Whereas if you use a font with a serif, then it's a little more formal. Um mm-hmm feel okay. to the, the document so just like some of those little nuances or like how to design things um how to lay out a flyer you know that kind of stuff um has been super helpful so i'm actually very thankful that i um got that degree because um it's yes. very much come in handy 
Oh, yeah, because we don't learn about that at all in dietetics, which it's understandable because there's so many things we have to learn already that that wouldn't be one of them. So, yeah, that's that's really cool. And that also will even take you into the future if you decide, you know, you want to have a private practice and you'll be able to market and, you know, be able to do those things much easier than someone who doesn't have that, you know, background. Right. Absolutely. So, first of all, thank you for your service to the profession of dietetics and your work with the Iowa Academy. So, you're new to the policy chair position, but have been super active in our organization for years. Can you tell us about some of the roles you've played? Yeah. um, So, really, public policy coordinator is only like my second official position on the council. Um, I am also serving on the annual committee meeting or annual meeting committee this year um, as the exhibits chair. Um, but the only other position I've had really on the council itself um, is the School Nutrition Association liaison, um, okay. which has been really great. In that position, um, I attend the meetings of both the Academy and School Nutrition Association of Iowa. Um, and I share between those two groups what's happening in the other organization, um, which has been really valuable to be kind of a link between these two groups um, mm-hmm. as a school nutrition professional and a dietitian. Well, and because I know, because I can remember you coming to the strategic planning meetings years ago. So I know yeah. you've been involved for years, um, you know, with being in that liaison role, which, you know, some of the liaison roles um, don't um, have as much um contact with us, but I know your position definitely did, and we're thankful for that. So what made you interested in now being the policy chair? Um, Well, working in a federal program, I really realized that policy and advocacy are really critical to what we do every day. Um, It's kind of joking, but um, we can't turn around without there being a federal rule about how to run our program. Um, (laughs) So lots of of that... um, policy and rulemaking uh, is super important. Um, So I've recognized more and more as I've had meetings with legislators um, that they don't necessarily understand what we do, um, whether that's, you know, as a dietitian outside of school nutrition or as a school nutrition professional. Um, So I feel like it's really our responsibility, um, both as organizations and as individuals, to really help them understand the impact that their actions in Congress or the state legislature have on the work that we do every day um, and the impact that we can have as nutrition and health experts. Yes. Um, and that's what anytime I've talked to any, you know, the individuals, um, our lobbyists, Brittany, to past chairs on policy, that's what everybody says, is just getting out there, letting them know what dietitians do, because that in itself is important for them to know so they can, you know, make decisions adequately. And it just seems like so many people don't know what we actually do. So hopefully that um, mindset can change in the future. But I know this past year as president, I was aware that you sent us lots of things or, you know, for policy and alerts and that sort of thing um, related to your job at the schools too. And just related to um, just children's health in general. So can you tell us a little bit about um, some of those different issues you told the Iowa Academy about this year? Yeah. um, So 
There has been a lot of movement and action around child nutrition programs, really as a result of the pandemic. I mean, when you think about the beginning of the pandemic and, you know, we're pivoting on a dime to go from serving meals in school cafeterias to now we're standing out on the curb, um, handing out meals to families as they come through to avoid contact. Um, so lots of changes happening in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the pandemic has really demonstrated that child nutrition programs can not only work, but work better when there is flexibility about in how a program can operate. Um, and so I understand there's, you know, a need for rules and guidance, um, but I do think there is also that need to be able to, to adapt to your own community um, because our communities from state to state and even communities within the Des Moines metro area are very different in terms of who we serve. Um, so just like a quick example for our own um, picnic and play summer meals program, um, prior to the waivers, um, that allowed families to take meals home before those were extended. Um, we were having to operate our programs on site at apartment complexes where participants had to stay on site to eat. So this is the month of June this year. Okay. Um, so between those three sites, we were only serving about 75 kids and 75 meals because we were only serving lunch at that time. Sure. Um, so once those waivers were extended, we opted into three of them, which were being able to take meals off-site, parents being able to pick up meals without their child present, um, and serving breakfast with lunch. So those three small changes, um, literally within a day of announcing it to families, we went from barely 75 meals a day to serving 160 kids and 320 meals between breakfast and lunch. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So, and then by the end of that week, we were serving 240 kids and 480 meals. This is literally like last week. Um, so those are such small, minute changes, but those changes mean that our reimbursement went from, you know, about $342 a day, um, you know, and barely covering our operational expenses to about $3,400 a day with the same labor and minimal extra food costs to provide that breakfast meal. So we're covering expenses. We're keeping our employees employed um, that we hired at the beginning of summer and promised them employment all summer. <laughs> um, so, you know, in addition to those logistical benefits, our families get the convenience of a balanced meal with fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, low fat milk, and reduced sodium items that they can take and eat in a comfortable environment of their home on the way to baseball practice or as they're running errands on a busy day. Um, and just removing that barrier of staying on site has been a huge benefit to our families and to our program where we can reach more kids every day. Um, so I think that's something to take into consideration, you know, as we're thinking about policy and why all of this is important. Um, it's just so critical to, to understand um, and to share that with your legislators. Um, so really my vision for the public policy team is that we can continue to advocate for solutions through policy that provide benefit to our clients, our patients, students, families, whoever we're serving, um, because it is so policy is so important and so integral to what we do.
that just goes to show the importance of being connected with our legislators so they know what the needs are because that simple change led to so such an impact. And I know that families struggle. There's so many struggles, especially over COVID with uh, food insecurity. And so this ensures that, you know, the kiddos and their families are, you know, being able to have meals that are nourishing and continue throughout the summer. That, in fact, is, is quite amazing. So I'm so thankful for all of your work um, on this. That's just amazing. Yeah, thank you. And I think it's so important too. like, you know, even if you take food security out of the picture and you look at nutrition security and how the quality of what we're feeding people, um, I think that's so important, too, because now instead of going through a fast food drive through, they're coming and picking up a meal from us that has much higher nutrition quality um, than what they're getting necessarily at a drive through, which not to say drive through food is bad every now and again, but Um, you know, overall, um, to know that they could come day after day and be getting a higher quality me- meal with fresh fruits and vegetables and all of those other things um, is just really rewarding to know as far as like the health of our children and who we're serving. Well, and you brought up a really good point is because, and I deal with this at Iowa State University because I'm one of the advisors for SHOP, which is students helping our peers, which is our food pantry. And many students feel like they aren't eligible to participate because they have food. However, if you take it to the nutrition security piece of it, they really do qualify because they're not buying the high quality proteins because they're expensive and, you know, relying on some of the less nutrient dense foods. So I, and so that's something that I ask each student that comes in my door, as well as an eating disorder screen. Those are my two things, eating disorder screen, no matter what. And then also I ask them if they have consistent access to foods. And most times everybody says yes, but then as we get going further into the assessment, it comes out that they actually don't have enough money for some of the higher nutrient-dense foods. So that's a super important point with not only food insecurity, but nutrition insecurity as well. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So do you feel being a part of the IO Academy has helped you at all in your dietetic career? Yeah, for sure. Um, the Academy has really given me opportunities to connect with other dietitians. Um, so, you know, some of the folks on our council are now our other school nutrition professionals, which is really valuable. You know, like, how are you doing something or how are you like, you know, I've got this problem. How are you solving it in your kitchens? Um, which is super valuable. But then even just to connect with dietitians who work in clinical settings or in community settings or extension Um, that is so valuable as well because partnerships can be made across the board as far as programs or, you know, bringing people into classrooms, you know, all sorts of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, So that opportunity to connect has been really important. Um, And then also the opportunity to give back and volunteer, um, which is so important to myself as well. Um, I think we can blame 4-H for that one. I think they've, they uh, drilled that into my head really hard. Um. Yeah, so just I love the opportunity to give back to my profession as well. That is, thank you so much. Really appreciate that because, um, as you know, the Iowa Academy runs off of mostly volunteers. We have two paid positions, but our other, you know, board and council are, you know, volunteer positions. So it's super important. So if somebody wants to get involved with the Iowa Academy, specifically policy, 
because I'm sure you could use some help on your team. More information. Yeah. Um, well, we're definitely looking for a couple of positions right now. Um, so if you want to uh, jump in on our team, we would love to have you. Um, but I think like generally for Academy members, um, you know, and those easy button things you can do um, is those action alerts. Um, I know we say it again and again, like do the action alerts, do the action alerts. Um, but it really can have impact. Um, just at, recently at our School Nutrition Association annual conference um, that just happened earlier this month, um, from the School Nutrition Association side, um, they have their own action alerts that they send. Mm -hmm. um, and they mentioned that hundreds of thousands of those little form letters came into legislators around the extension of child nutrition waivers. And the president of SNA was saying it really caught their attention. Oh, wow. There was just this volume of these form letters coming in. Um, so, you know, while the result of the result legislation that came from those um, wasn't fully what we hoped, it was really it took a really important step in bolstering our programs for the next school year. And so, you know, just thinking about something simple that you can do is to fill out those action alerts. Even if you're not a clinical dietitian and a clinical, you know, MNT related one comes out about reimbursement, fill it out still. You're a dietitian um, and supporting other dietitians is so important. And, you know, even from the school nutrition side, if an MNT bill came out, I would want to support it because yeah. some of our children are, um, you know, on Medicare or Medicaid um, and th those other programs. So um, I think it's really important to just do that one simple thing because, you know, even though you're just one form letter, if everyone's doing it, it can really have an impact and really um, demonstrate to our legislators that this is an issue that's really important. Um, to us as dietitians. And it literally takes less than a minute to complete. And so I'm so glad you brought that up about the action alerts, because if you're listening out there and you feel like you're not able to maybe serve on a committee, just doing the action alert is a huge help. And so um, in the show notes, I will actually put a link to our policy page on um, our website. So that way, if somebody is also interested in getting more involved and in being on a committee, then that way they'll have that information too. Yeah, for sure. And us as a policy team, you know, we've met a couple of times and um, what we're doing right now, we're really trying to figure out what, what is most important in each of our roles? Because, you know, if you look at the job descriptions, it can be a little intimidating, a little overwhelming. You might think, I don't have time to do all of those things. Um, and realistically, we don't. Um, so, you know, we're trying to, as a team, go through and figure out what are like our top three things that each position should really focus in on. And then here are the other things that it'd be great if you have time to do it. Um, but if you're not doing it, it's a, we're still going to function as a team and we're still going to be able to accomplish um, our goals. Yeah, that's a great idea to prioritize. Yes, yeah. So um, I'm really excited. I think um, we have a really great team. Um, and yeah, once we get a couple more members, it'll be extra awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, and share the share the love a little bit as far as the, the different things that we're doing. So 
Absolutely. And the more people, the less work, you know, for each individual too. And it's always nice to have different perspectives. And um, that way, you know, bouncing ideas off of people is super helpful too. So yes, for sure. So to wrap up, I have a few more questions. What excites you about the profession of dietetics or where do your passions lie? Um, You know, I think what excites me about dietetics is that dietitians have this really amazing skill set of connecting people to food. And we do that in so many ways and in so many different settings, which I just think is awesome. Um, Because, you know, food touches all of our lives in some way, shape or form. Um, You know, whether you eat it or you produce it um, or you cook it um, in a kitchen, lots of different ways. Um, And so I think this profession, too, is one where you may start in one place or with one interest, and then you end up in a totally different setting, um, doing something totally different than you thought you would ever do, um, which is pretty cool. Like, not a lot of career paths, I feel like, can say that you get to do that. So um, I just, yeah, that's why I love this career. That is so true because I've worked in um, clinical dietetics. I've worked in the community. I have done a bit of food service management, not that much, just as a consultant. I just, you know, um, did kind of like an overview. I didn't have to actually do the purchasing or anything like that. Then I've also, um, as a grad student, done research. And then uh, I've been in academia for the past 10 years and then decided, you know what? I miss meeting clients. And so I'm kind of doing both right now. So I think that is just the fun thing about dietetics. You can do so many different things. And so you really actually can never get bored. Sometimes I feel like um, my personal life kind of overlaps into my professional life because my passions lie so strongly in that area. So I feel like that happens a lot with dietitians, but I'm assuming you have other interests beyond dietetics. Would you care to share those with us? Yeah, uh, I'm definitely the same way where like my professional world overlaps with my personal life. Um, But it's great. I mean, that means, you know, you're passionate about what you're doing and like you want to continue that into your personal world. Yes. Um, So um, I love gardening um, and I really recently found that passion. For those that don't know, we lost a son um, at 18 weeks gestation. Um, And last year we planted a plot in our town's community garden um, and donated that produce to our local pantry. Um, So it was a really beautiful fusion of my passion for food and honoring our son. That's Um, really special. I saw that too on um, social media. That was really neat. So um, fast forward to January of this year, um, our Parks Commission decided that they were no longer supporting our town's community garden project. Oh. Um, And so we um, purchased our own empty residential lot. And this year, um, I'm gardening the whole thing and donating that produce um, to our local pantry. um, Oh, my God. Like we did last year. So um, it's been a lot of fun and a lot of work, but really rewarding work as well. Yes. Um, So, yeah, it's one of those things that um, has kind of found its way into my life. Um, You know, it was an unfortunate circumstance and, um, you know, we would want our son here more than anything. But, um, yeah, this way to honor him has been really amazing. 
that in, that is just really beautiful as well and keeps, you know, the memory alive too. And you're giving back too. And it does overlap with dietetics, I'm going to have to say. <laughs> For sure. For sure. <laughs> I'm the same way, exactly the same way. So, well, thank you, Caitlin. It was great getting to know you better. And um, also, again, thank you for all you've done for our profession. Yes. That is, oh, okay. That no, I was just going to say thank you. Thank you for having me. This is great. Oh, absolutely. That concludes our show for today. So to remember to take some time each and every day to celebrate you. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to check the show notes or eatrightiowa.org if you're interested in learning more about the Iowa Academy. You will find important updates, resources, continuing educational opportunities, many of which are free, job postings, and more. Thank you for listening. The Iowa Academy of Nutrition Dietetics, the real nutrition experts.